This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. Hello and welcome to the show. I am very excited to be able to talk with Lori Jackson today. I quote unquote met Lori on Twitter and I've followed her and I've read her blog and I just really felt like we, like a lot of our posts and a lot of our ideas connect in a lot of ways. So I reached out to her and asked her if she would be a guest on my podcast. And so today is our first time meeting, our first time speaking other than via Twitter. And Lori, thanks so much for agreeing to do this. Sure. Glad to be with you today. Awesome. So I'll just give you a, a little bio um, on Lori and then Lori, I'm going to have you um, elaborate on that. But Lori is a wife, she's a mother, she's a friend, and she's a storyteller. And she's a very good storyteller. She has a love for learning, for giggling with her grandson. I totally relate to that. I love my grandbabies. And for tandem biking with her husband, which sounds way cool to me. She believes wisdom goes beyond being smart or having basic knowledge. It's a culmination of experiences that help us become. You're right there, I think, is the, the center of our connection. Um, <laughs> she says, while each of our challenges may be unique, we have the opportunity to choose how we will react, learn, and grow. She says her journey has taught her that she doesn't have all the answers, but she does have a voice to share what she's learned. And yeah, this is all about daring to find your voice and then sharing your voice. Um, and life can either teach us or defeat us, and the choice is ours. So with that, Lori, before I allow you to you know, elaborate and ask you questions, I'm going to take just a small commercial break. We'll be right back. Do you feel like you're drowning in administrivia? Do you have a podcast you would like transcribed to repurpose as a blog or even a best-selling book? Rhonda's virtual office is the answer to the freedom you crave so you can get busy doing what you love. Let Rhonda's virtual office give you the relief you need. Visit rondasvirtualoffice.com and get some peace of mind today. Rhonda's virtual office is the go-to transcription service for EWN Podcast Network. Okay. Lori, tell me how you started with blogging, like a little bit about you, maybe your journey that led you to blogging. Did you have a story that, that took you to that place or tell us about it that? Was, it was totally by accident. Awesome. Um, I was, I was actually working, I'd gone into the work field when my, um, my youngest who got into high school needed a little bit more purpose and uh, I, uh, I went back to school, graduated a little bit later in life, um, just as my, my oldest was actually just graduating from high school. And my major was English. I um, I've always loved writing. And so anyway, graduated, got a job, and um, was stumbled across this opportunity where some, uh, a website was looking for contributors. And I, I thought, this is really what I want to be doing. I'm, I'm kind of 
bored with with my job. It's I loved it. I felt fulfilled with it, but it just wasn't what I really wanted to be doing. And so I um I went to this this website and um submitted a proposal. They were looking for somebody to write about wisdom and um, submitted a proposal to them. Um, my first article, they wanted my first 10 titles to what I would, would be writing and uh, submitted that to them and I got crickets, nothing from them. And I was confiding in a friend, you know, what do I do? Do I just ride them to, you know, get an answer from them whether or not they're interested? And uh, she said, why don't you just start a portfolio on a, you know, start a blog as a portfolio and you can refer, keep applying to different places to write for. And so I, I, I thought, okay, what, what would I name it? Um, and I just basically took my whole idea that I had proposed as a contributor for this other website and turned it into a blog. And I was, it started out just as a portfolio and um, I found that I really liked it. And mm. Uh, it'll be two years ago uh, that I started this in August, so to, coming up on my two-year mark, and uh, really actively been pushing, um, not pushing, but really actively working to have consistent um, content there for about a year now. That's so fun. So when you, um, you know, you said you needed a little more purpose, which I think is it's awesome. And I love that, that you recognize that it seems like it's, you know, we, we start off young and we think we have, you know, we know everything we want out of life. And then we, a lot of us, you know, become married and become parents and even maybe especially, I don't know everybody, so I can't make a hasty generalization. In my experience, um, it feels like a lot of moms, um, put their purpose into their family, which they should, right? I mean, right. our family is our number one priority. Once we, you know, have a, a child, it just changes your world. And then they grow up and sometimes our identity disappears with our children as they, as they grow up. It's like, now what, you know? So I love that you recognize that need for a purpose and then you did something about it. Yeah. I think that I was, I've always been very conscious of that. I watched my, my mother and my mother-in-law as, the last of their children left the home mm. um, and saw the way that each of them reacted to that change, that transition in their life. And so I've been very conscious about that when they were little, not to, of course they were the most important thing that I was doing, but to not lose myself that mm. for that to be my sole identity, I guess. That's fantastic. And it's really my, my message. Um, and it doesn't have to be with motherhood, but losing that identity in whatever it is that we, you know, throw ourselves into can be common. It happened. I didn't, I thought that I was aware and I thought that, um, I didn't realize that was happening to me, but it really did. And, you know, having to take active and sometimes scary steps to rediscover my purpose. And that, has actually become a big part of my purpose and my passion is just really discovering my own purpose, letting people watch me as I do it out loud and then helping them to do the same thing. So you, you went back to school first, right? Was that scary for you or was there something else you had done as well? Uh, no, it, well, that was something that I had, um, I had put off. 
when I, when I was in college as a, as a young adult, I had three interests, and that was English, communications, and family science. Hmm. And there wasn't a degree that I could get that I couldn't decide on one of them. I loved each of them equally. And um, so the interesting thing, when I went back to school, I went to, I was really actually the pilot program for the new online um, program for BYU-Idaho. They had something that I could just step right into. And the degree that I got was actually, it's a, it's a minor in English with an emphasis in communications and family studies. So I've got what I call my dream degree because I was able to study my, my three favorite things. And yes, it was terribly uncomfortable. I I think I doubted my ability after so long to go back to school and be able to um, do well with it. But I, I graduated with, if I only count my last, you know, three semesters, it was, um, or, you know, the, the time as an, as an older adult going back, I had a 4 Nice. and I think that experience gave me a greater perspective from the young adult that was like into the social life, into doing, you know, all of these different fun things while you're going to school. I was totally focused on getting the most out of my education. It meant more to me now um, than it probably would have 20 years ago. Yeah, I hear that a lot. And did it kind of become your fun too? You know, so before oh, you were yeah. having fun and going to school and then maybe school and fun were the same thing when you were an yeah. adult. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you're passionate about, it should always be what you're having fun doing. Oh, I agree that with that. Makes... Um, so after after school, you graduated, got your degree, and then you went out and got a job. Did you have your job while you were going to school or was it the next step or...? No, it was the next step. I graduated in April, and uh, it was it was a, a friend that I had had for a long time. He had his own company, and I just said, you know, I'm getting kind of bored here at home. I'm done with school, and I, that was my purpose for a little while. I just, I need something, and it wasn't full-time. I still had, um, you know, two high schoolers at home, and I felt like I needed to for sure be there at the cross, crossroads time when they were coming home from school. Mm-hmm. And, um well, just send me send me your resume over, and um, within like a month, they called and they had kind of created a hybrid position for me because he thought I had something to offer the company. So they they nice. um, really did accommodate. They took my skills and what I was willing to do, and they they kind of created this role for me, and it, it was really great. Um, I loved it for, and I loved it even, it was really hard for me to leave. I don't, don't mean to sound like I was not grateful for that opportunity um, because I did learn so much there, but it's interesting the building blocks, you know, going to school online gave me a a whole new skill set that prepared me for being able to work. And then that skill set while I was working kind of prepared me to be able to start my blog. I had the, the these skills, online skills, um, that were really just a great foundation to, to move right into my blog. I love how that works. Um, and it cut out a little bit when you were beginning. So you were, you were saying that how your skill sets kind of led to your next thing, your skill set in going to school online led to your skill set at what you were able to contribute at work with your degree. And then that contributed to your blogging is that that's what you were saying. Right. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to clarify because it cut out just in a small part, but I wanted to make sure everybody caught that. 
because it is, it's a lot in steps. And I think sometimes we can, uh, we can feel frustrated, maybe not knowing our purpose. And I feel like we need to know, well, a lot of us feel like we need to know everything. Like what is my purpose right now? And then when I know it, then I'll start going toward it. When in reality, the discovery of our life purpose and it, you know, changes as we go through life, but it happens as we step in to things and it, it begins to expand. At least that's been my experience and it sounds like it's really similar to how yours has gone. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't even know who, it was some story that I, I heard years ago. It was about a railroad, um, a guy that worked on the railroads and, and he was out checking the tracks at night and his light would only shine so far ahead of him and he couldn't see exactly where the track was going, but he was going along the track and and the, the story went on but the comparison was that life is like that sometimes we're holding our lantern mm-hmm. and we can only see a certain amount in front of us and we have to keep taking one step after another to be able to see the next little portion of where we're going oh yes i love that that's such a great analogy of how life is i always, I always think of do you remember michael jackson obviously did you, did you ever watch any music videos like billy jean yeah. Do you remember that? And he's, I don't know, I always think of it, but he's stepping on the sidewalk, but this, the next square of the sidewalk doesn't light up until he puts his foot on the square. Yeah. And I was, because sometimes we have to even take a step into the darkness a little bit before it lights up and shows us the next step. And it sounds a little bit like that's, you know, what happened for you. And you, so you were a stay at home mom, right? You didn't have a, a job while you were raising your kids, or did you? No. Okay. I, I, I worked until. My husband was in school, and so I, I continued to work until he graduated. Our, our oldest was uh, like six months old when he graduated, mm. and and I was pretty much stay-at-home from there. And how many years was that before you started school and then before you got a job? So he was, our son was um, a senior in high school, so he was 17. Okay. So for 17 years, you'd been out of the workforce, you know, you'd be... A stay-at-home mom which is a huge job and still you know I don't know it could was it scary for you to go out and get a job yeah yeah <laughs> I thought you know they they their their original offer and that's a whole other thing but they they started me just slightly above minimum wage mm. and I was just like not confident in my skills or my abilities and I was just grateful to be outside of the home working and I've been working there for a couple of years and um, somebody somebody found found out what I was doing and they offered me kind of said, hey, come work for us and we'll pay you double what you're making. And I was so flattered with that. My That was one of the hardest things I did when I was working was to go into my boss and say, I like it here. I want to stay here, but I think I'm worth more than you're making, than I'm making with you. Mm. And, um, and told them I had this offer sitting out here and, and they matched it. Wow. I noticed something as you were telling your story in the first place and I it was kind of more of an inference from what you were saying. And then as you just talked about going in and, you know, asking for that raise, um, it feels like that even though you were afraid, I mean, it was a new thing and you had weren't sure of yourself really and, you know, flattered to earn just barely above minimum wage. However, this company, you said, created a spot for you. They created a job so that they could have your skills as a part of their 
company. So that, it says to me that you may have been nervous, you may have been afraid, but you had a certain um, sense of your value and your worth, and you must have presented yourself in a way that, that felt, you know, confident, at least to them. Is that, do you remember feeling that way, or? I, that was, it was, I was shaking. Other, the only other time that I, I shook that much, at least when I was working, was, was when I went in to quit. I don't like confrontation at all. And so that <laughs> took a lot of courage for me to do it. Took a lot of, a lot of, um, my husband was encouraging me. He's like, you can do this, you can do this. And I am um, an introvert. I like to be in my nice, quiet, um, easy. So anything that's uncomfortable, I, I, I have a hard time with it. But I, I don't shy away from it either because that's when I feel my growth. That's when I know that I'm um, reaching my full potential, I guess. Not my full potential because that's something I can't do on my own, but yeah, it's where I grow. But stepping into it is where you, you call upon that power that sustains you, right? And yes, that's really beautiful to hear. And so even though you were afraid of a lot of things, of confrontation. And even when, I mean, even before you asked for your raise, you had a certain confidence even when you applied for the job because they created a job for you. They saw the value that you presented. So you must have presented yourself in a, in a confident way, you know, whether you meant to or not. But do you know where that comes from? Because I'm going to give you a little um, insight into part of what I do. There's a, a theory that I'm helping um, my really good friend. He's a a PhD in psychology. He's done a lot of research and developed this theory on it's beyond personality. It actually goes to temperament, which is the the part that doesn't change, like the part that filters and helps us create our personality. And there's four different di personalities in the way you just describe yourself of loving your comfort zone and being comfortable and hating confrontation, you know, and having that be a <clears throat> a real thing for you is a it's a personality or it's a temperament type and it's actually the same one that I have. It's a uh, motivated by comfort and connection. Yeah. And in an unhealthy version of that, because all of us have these, these gifts that we've been given that we come, you know, with spiritually, I believe eternally there, we build them and then we come and we, you know, use them in our earthly experience. And some of us don't recognize our gifts. A lot of us don't. And some of us are afraid of our gifts and we don't really use them. And so they can be used in an unhealthy way which I was there in a lot of ways, being afraid of confrontation, loving the comfort zone. I didn't realize until I, you know, got shoved out of my comfort zone how much growth happens from doing that. Do you know where you gained that insight or that you gained that, that understanding of this is hard for me and this is where I get my growth and so I'm going to do it anyway? Do you know where that came from? It's a really great question. Um, I don't think that it came from one place in particular, I think it is something that I've just, I haven't thought about where it's come from <laughs> specifically, but I think it, it's just something that I've come to understand about myself with mm. experience and time. And when I, you know, trial and error, when I do step outside of what's comfortable, being able to see that that brings greater joy and and happiness because I am giving back because I am making a difference because I am doing something that's not just 
about me being in my mm. my comfortable place. So I don't. I, as you're saying that, I'm like, I nothing is sticking out to me that is just one monumental thing. I think it's something that has evolved over time. Um, as I as I've continued to, you know, trial and error. Yeah, which goes back to your statement of, you know, knowledge is that culmination of experiences. And I have found in my own, you know, progress that it's the little things that really make the biggest difference when I look back, you know. So I just think that's so, it's fascinating to me and it it never surprises me, but it always fascinates me how similar our journeys are. You know, they might look different. We all have our unique experiences and our unique everything and we're so much the same, and I love that. And I love that you recognize that when we step out of our comfort zone, we're able to be comfortable in way more places. So we can still be comfortable, but we just get, you know, a bigger experience with that. It's kind yeah. of a beautiful thing. Yeah, amazing. Sure. Um, and so now you, um, you're blogging, and you're blogging on a consistent basis. You're offering a lot of value to a lot of people who you know, are looking for moral support or they're looking for a reason to respond instead of react to a situation. Um, Do you have any, and I didn't ask you this before, but do you have any experiences where maybe a reader has reached out to you and, you know, um, told you about how your content has touched them or helped them or? Uh, Yeah, I have had, um, I've had that happen several times. And and even I, I have a and they and they haven't shared specifics. Um, the one the one that I've gotten the most feedback about was um, the I wrote about the, the very first and this was actually the one that I submitted originally to um, that website that I was trying to be a contributor for. But I wrote about um, the very difficult time in our life when our son was making some choices that were um, really hard for us as parents, mm-hmm. where you want to control what your child's doing, you want them to be happy, but you know that what they're they're choosing right now is going way in the wrong direction and um, you feel totally helpless because they have their ability to choose and um, it was it was very emotional for me to write Um, but I've had that and that that was one of the first things that published on the blog and and it's republished a couple of different times and I've got feedback every time I republish it from somebody who's got something very similar going on and that's the the common thread that I found is that we all have hard things that we go through and when we share um, when we share our struggles it, it helps us to not feel alone that and it gives us more courage to keep on trying because so and so did it I can do it too mm-hmm. um, and so I've gotten little feedback I went off on a little tangent there I I've got feedback with that but the other thing that I've I, I have on the blog is um, it's called Wednesday's Wisdom, and that's where I have contributors that write and share their story. And that, mm. I've had only a handful of people that have actually approached me. It's been more me going to people that I know saying, can you write about this that happened in your life? I think this would be beneficial for my readers. And um, multiple times reaching out to people, it's been very impactful for them to feel that they have a message to share. Um and it's affected them kind of in the reverse where it's therapeutic almost to be able to write your story and um, just to be able to get those feelings out on paper and work through them and to understand how it's helped you to grow. It's, mm. it's been really great to, to be able to help people 
you know, inadvertently be able to, to do that. Yeah. It's like a, you're offering a little free therapy session because it is very therapeutic to write out your story and your feelings and to be able to watch your transformation, you know, right there on paper. The cool thing about that too, is when, when we're able to share, like a lot of us with our struggles and our trials, we feel alone and we can get into this shame place almost. And Brene Brown even mentions that shame grows really well when it's kept quiet and in dark places. So by sharing it and bringing it to light, we're able to see how, first of all, like you said, we're similar. You're not alone. And also that, wow, there might've been a bigger purpose to me going through this than I realized, because look at all the people that are relating and that are getting helped from that, you know, or that are feeling some relief and peace. So you're, that's a really great service that you're offering and doing that. It's really powerful. Thank you. I, it's it's been interesting the way that it has evolved. Um, it was it was uh, last summer. I woke up one morning and I thought, you know, this is this is really the direction this needs to go. And so then I started reaching out to people that I knew, and mm. it's it's grown and it's been great. Wow, this is really fun. My idea. That's it, it, like I said. And I, I usually get my, my greatest inspiration when I'm asleep or waking up in the morning. And I know that that is not me because those thoughts are being put there by someone else. I believe that. I And I love that you recognize it. And you probably wake up and write it down so you don't forget it, right? I do. <laughs> That's good. It drives my husband crazy. Yeah. Two o'clock in the morning, the light comes on. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I got to write this down right now. <laughs> I've just started allowing myself to do that because I'm like, oh, I'll remember. And I wake up and like, I lost something precious that I know that I, I hope it comes back, you know? So, wow. Good for you. Good for your yeah, husband for putting up with it. Is that I'll sit there trying to remember it while I'm going, trying to go back to sleep. And then I can't go to sleep because I'm like, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget mm. it. Very smart. And your husband's amazing for, you know, he might not like it, but he allows it. That's amazing. <laughs> um, so I wanted to ask you, well, first of all, if people want to read your blog, where do they go to find it? It is choosingwisdom.org. Um, you can find me. I'm on Facebook, um, Twitter, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Pinterest. I just opened an account on StumbledUpon. Um, and all of those, my username is using wisdom. Choosing wisdom? Choosing wisdom. Okay. And... So that will be easy. They're all the same. And then is there anything like just a closing message that you'd like to share with us? Something that you just want people to know about life or about you or whatever. You know, um, and I I recently wrote about this, but I feel like this kind of, this is my motto in life. And uh, it's something that I learned when I was at girls camp as a young teen. And it's something that's kind of stayed with me and, the speaker there said, um, if I'm to be happy, it's up to me. I cannot let moods or circumstances rule me. Mm. Uh, and I, I, I firmly believe that we are in control of our life. Not necessarily the things that happen, but the way that we respond to the things that happen in our life. And we can choose to, to let it defeat us or to uh, learn from it and become better. Wow. I love that. And it's such a simple message that really can make a huge transformation when we really allow ourselves to understand it and incorporate it into our thinking and our 
behaving. So thank you for that. Um, thank you. You're welcome. One final question, and this is just one I love to ask all of my guests. Um, I am all about the belief that our world is much more good. That was not proper English, <laughs> but there is a lot more good in our world than bad, even though sometimes it feels the other way around. The news is so great at letting us know all of the tragedies that are happening, you know, things like that. I believe that most people, I, I believe all people are good. Um, and that there's always something happening that is beautiful. And, and I want to be able to, to let those be seen and heard. So is there any good news from your corner of the world that you've witnessed, that you've felt, that you've seen, that you know about, that you would be willing to share with us? My daughter is pregnant. Oh, that is good news. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's the best. She just, uh, they just left this morning. We got to spend the evening with them. They're on their way to an a internship in Tennessee. And I got, I've got my third grandbaby on its way. Oh, that is so sweet. Babies are good news, aren't they? Don't they just touch your heart? And I don't, they can just make you happy and feel alive in, in just a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. It makes me, makes me happy. We've got, uh, at least uh, for sure in a week, we've got my second grandson coming. Um, she's scheduled to be induced next Friday, but we're hoping sooner. She's about ready to just burst. Mm. And then we'll have another boy. And so we'll have three boys by by October. So they're all boys. As the all one the, that you just told us about, is that the third one, the boy? That or is that weird boy? Yeah. Okay. Exciting. Exciting. I have two boys and two girls, grandbabies, and I love them so much. Yeah. They are definitely the joy in my life. Wow. Thank you for sharing that joy. Like I can feel it coming through the microphone. So I'm assuming everyone else can feel that too. There's just a lot of love in your heart. I really appreciate you being here to talk with me today and for sharing all of your wisdom with all of us. Thank you. It's been great to be with you. Dare to find your voice. This is the EWN Podcast Network.